0: In this next segment of the Sermon on the Mount, taken from the Gospel according to Matthew, Jesus gives commandments for worship. By following these simple instructions, anyone can establish and maintain a working relationship with the Father. As you listen to the following passage, notice the utter simplicity of Jesus' doctrine. Matthew Chapter 6 Be careful that you don't do your charitable giving before men to be seen by them, or else you have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Therefore, when you do merciful deeds, don't sound a trumpet before yourself as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may get glory from men. Most certainly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you do merciful deeds... Don't let your left hand know what your right hand does, so that your merciful deeds may be in secret. Then your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. When you pray, you shall not be as the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Most certainly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But you, when you pray, enter into your inner room. And having shut your door, pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. In praying, Don't use vain repetitions as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their much speaking. Therefore, don't be like them, for your father knows what things you need before you ask him. Pray like this. Our father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. Bring us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Moreover, when you fast, don't be like the hypocrites with sad faces, for they disfigure their faces that they may be seen by men to be fasting. Most certainly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you are not seen by men to be fasting, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Don't lay up treasures for yourselves on the earth, where moth and rust consume, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consume, and where thieves don't break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is sound, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is evil, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You can't serve both God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, don't be anxious for your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor yet for your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food? And the body more than clothing? See the birds of the sky that they don't sow? Neither do they reap nor gather into barns. Your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you of much more value than they? Which of you, by being anxious, can add one moment to his lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They don't toil. Neither do they spin. Yet I tell you that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not dressed like one of these But if God so clothes the grass of the field which today exists and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, won't he much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore, don't be anxious, saying, What will we eat, what will we drink, or with what will we be clothed? For the Gentiles seek after all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, don't be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Each day's own evil is sufficient. Taking this passage in its historical context, Jesus was addressing the Jewish people of his time, to establish a new covenant which would supersede the existing Mosaic code. However, when looking at these instructions from a modern 21st century perspective, it becomes obvious that Jesus also intended these laws for an audience which stretched far into the future. His warnings against following the bad example of contemporary Jewish worshippers during his time can just as easily apply to following the bad example of many modern Christians today. He begins, Be careful that you don't do your charitable giving before men to be seen by them, or else you have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Therefore, when you do merciful deeds... Don't sound a trumpet before yourself, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may get glory from men. Most certainly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you do merciful deeds, don't let your left hand know what your right hand does, so that your merciful deeds may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you openly. Charity should not be an exercise in public relations. There are many valid reasons for promoting acts of generosity. You're helping someone in need, and setting an example for others to do likewise. You're enhancing your public image, and helping to persuade others that your cause, whatever it may be, is one that they would be well served to support and assist. Plus, depending on the local laws where you live, there may be financial or tax benefits as well. Despite all this, Jesus is teaching that these motivations, practical though they may be, are actually antithetical to the cosmic law represented by the Father. If you are seeking as your reward the approval of others, then that is the only reward you will receive. A father does not give to his children to receive approval from them. He gives to his children because he loves them and wants them to have a better life. To be like the Father is to extend to everyone the same love you would extend to your own children. He continues, When you pray, you shall not be as the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Most certainly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But you, when you pray, enter into your inner room. And having shut your door, pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Prayer is not a social occasion. And it is not a community activity. Prayer is an intensely personal act. It is an opportunity for you to take a private moment to visualize the world you wish to create. The Father is someone who sees what you see, but without the limitations of your personality. We do it in secret so that we can remove distractions which limit our visualizing capability. In praying, don't use vain repetitions as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard for their much speaking. Therefore, don't be like them, for your Father knows what things you need before you ask Him. Jesus reminds His disciples that prayer is not about repeating words memorized by rote. It's not about using words to express your needs either. Prayer is a visual exercise. Pay attention to what you see when you hear these words. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Heaven is your inner kingdom. It is the improved earth which you can see using your mind's eye. Furthermore, it is something which is revealed to you by the Father, but only when you can quiet your mind enough to allow the Father to reveal it to you without distraction. What do you see when you speak these words? Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What you see, that is heaven. It is extremely important to do this exercise in private as Jesus commands, without distraction, and without any social pressure from others who might wish you to visualize their heaven instead of the one revealed to you by the Father in secret. If what you see when you speak these words are visions of punishment, pain, and destruction, this is a clue that you have work to do. Those kinds of pictures were probably planted there by others at an age when you didn't have the training to protect your mind from such poisonous seeds. Begin the work now to reverse that damage and try to visualize the beneficent outcome, which lies beyond those conditioned, destructive thought patterns, give us today our daily bread, simple. Forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. The original Greek uses the words ophilimata, debts, and ophilites, debtors. It's clear that Jesus is advocating for the cancellation of debts because debt is what holds human beings in bondage. Some Christian churches substitute the word trespasses for debts and those who trespass against us for debtors. While one can argue that the word debt can sometimes be used to describe transgressions and social obligations, one's debt to society, for example, I don't see the need to change the translation from debts to trespasses when the word debts already serves perfectly to convey the meaning of the original Greek. Bring us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. This final statement is a reminder to yourself not to misuse the visualizing power of your inner kingdom for selfish purposes, but rather to use it in harmony with the intentions of your heavenly Father. He continues, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. If you use your imagination to conjure up pictures of divine retribution to punish those who disagree with you, you will end up becoming the victim of your own destructive intentions. Next, Jesus teaches about fasting. I want to take a moment to share a personal experience which may shed some light on this particular teaching. I recently attended the Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults, or RCIA, at my local Catholic church. This is a series of evening classes for adults who are interested in becoming Catholic, or learning more about the Catholic faith. While I did not ultimately choose to be confirmed that Easter, I did have the opportunity to participate in the Ash Wednesday ritual last February. This is the first day of Lent, which Catholics observe as a forty-day fast leading up to Easter Sunday. It is a solemn yet beautiful ritual which concludes with the priest actually drawing in ash a black cross on the forehead of every participant, which we are encouraged to leave on our foreheads for the remainder of the day. While I did feel somewhat self-conscious having this black mark on my forehead as I left the church, I took comfort in thinking that if anyone did recognize this mark on my face, it would most likely be practicing Catholics who would approve of what they saw. Verses 16-18 through Moreover, when you fast... Don't be like the hypocrites with sad faces, for they disfigure their faces, that they may be seen to be fasting. Most certainly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you are not seen by men to be fasting, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Jesus' commandment would have been for me to wash my face so that I would not be seen by anyone to be fasting. He continues, Don't lay up treasures for yourselves on the earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consume and where thieves don't break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It concerns me when I see churches put on extravagant displays of wealth and when preachers use their charisma to persuade congregants to donate money to the coffers of their church. If I want to help the needy, I should be able to help them directly and secretly without involving a middleman. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is sound, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is evil, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. Note that Jesus uses the singular eye instead of the plural eyes. This is a reference to your inner vision seen by the third eye described in Eastern spiritual traditions. This is the same eye used to see the kingdom of the Father where His will is done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus' statements about your whole body being full of light or darkness refers to two things. First, that your nervous system carries energy throughout your body based upon what you see with inner vision. And second that your brain and heart radiate this same energy, much in the same way that a radio or television broadcasting station radiates the content of its programming. Something interesting happens when the Greek is translated into English. The word I, E-Y-E, sounds exactly like the word I, meaning myself. Listen. The lamp of the body is the eye if therefore your eye is sound your whole body will be full of light but if your eye is evil your whole body will be full of darkness if therefore the light that is in you is darkness how great is the darkness no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You can't serve both God and mammon. Mammon means money or wealth. Jesus contradicts the doctrine that material wealth is a sign of spiritual virtue, that wealth indicates the ability to successfully visualize and therefore manifest abundance. As it turns out, There is no shortage of spiritual movements today which still teach this doctrine of wealth. While Jesus does not say that wealth is in itself evil, your desire to serve the Father should always take precedence over the profit motive. Don't use the visualizing power of your inner kingdom to manifest a million dollars. Rather, Use it to visualize a more just society where everyone is free to realize the potential of their own talents. Better yet, use your inner kingdom to discover and manifest your own heavenly gifts. Therefore, I tell you, don't be anxious for your life what you will eat or what you will drink, nor yet for your body what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? See the birds of the sky, that they don't sow, neither do they reap nor gather into barns. Your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you of much more value than they? Now, Jesus is not advocating that you become an irresponsible vagabond. What he's saying is that you should not let anxiety over your own needs prevent you from serving the Father to the best of your ability. Which of you, by being anxious, can add one moment to his lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They don't toil, neither do they spin. Yet I tell you that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not dressed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field which today exists and tomorrow is thrown into the oven won't he much more clothe you, you of little faith? Faith means trust or assurance. Jesus is promising that if you spend your energy caring for God's children, then God will spend his energy caring for you. Why? Because you're valuable. Because you're doing his work. Why wouldn't he support you in your efforts to fulfill his will? The reason why this requires faith is because you don't have enough evidence to believe that you will be cared for in your time of need. Jesus teaches performing merciful deeds in secret because this is what builds faith. As long as your actions are calculated to earn approval and praise from your neighbors, you will never build up enough trust to be able to serve the Father effectively. The work of the Father is not transactional. The kingdom of heaven is not a marketplace. Therefore, don't be anxious, saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? Or with what will we be clothed? For the Gentiles seek after all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, don't be anxious for tomorrow. For tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Each day's own evil is sufficient. Don't burden yourself with hypotheticals. Rather, focus on what's in front of you right now. If your need is to fix a leaky pipe, God will supply the wrench.